0: just gotta talk oops. we started <laughs> uh, welcome to the turnover <laughs> NBA the podcast uh we're here on a monday june 14th the uh hawks and sixers game has just ended and somehow i did not think we would be in this situation but the hawks have uh tied the series 2-2 uh and finally today eric has decided to rejoin our pod how's it going eric
1: Hi, everybody. I, uh, I take a week off because um, last week I made some, or two weeks ago, I made some claims about LeBron that didn't come through. So I had to reevaluate my life, consider what it's like to not have LeBron in the playoffs, and, and I'm back.
0: Maybe that's why my enthusiasm has started to dry up in this second round. Um, but uh, Alex has, his, his enthusiasm has not dried up at all, and he has watched every single game. Alex, how's it going? I surviving watched
1: round
2: two. Game. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching uh, every single game twice. Yep. That's you know I'm dedicated to, to the craft. Uh, yeah, I mean the second round, I've caught uh, a few games of each series. It's been, I think, fairly interesting because I think they were kind of, uh, yeah, we're we're kind of out. Um, the Lakers are out, and since then it's kind of really felt like anything could could really happen in terms of who can go for the title this year.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, uh, we uh, we reacted to LeBron. I guess we should react a little bit to what we just saw. Um, Eric, you know, you've been the biggest Sixers supporter on this pod since we've begun. This year seems like the year, but it's 2-2 against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, what's going on out there? And is this just the same old story for the Sixers and Doc Rivers?
1: Um, you know, I can't speak too much on this game. I only watched the the last couple minutes here, uh, wow. which were some of the most unclutched basketball I've seen in a while. Uh, but I have been watching the, the, the other games in the series and, um, you know, I think if there certainly is an immediate injury or fatigue here, that, that could be a problem, but I actually still feel pretty good about the position they're in. Um, I mean, it's too, too tied up and they're, they're headed back home, um, I think this Hawks team is generally pretty underrated. Like, their roster, like, 1 through, you know, 10, we'll call it, are all really solid rotation players. Um, so I, I still like the Sixers team, and I think we're starting to see now, and we'll talk a little bit about it later, but the Bucks weren't who the, we thought they were. Um, the Nets are dealing with some injuries, so I, I think the path is still there for them. Um, what do you guys think? Well, yeah, I mean—
2: Go ahead. I go. Yeah, I mean, I think your assessment's pretty spot on, which, like, I feel like even though we knew that the Hawks made some pretty big upgrades and we saw with, like, McMillan, them kind of turning their season around, I think there were definitely still a lot of doubts whether they were kind of proven or, or kind of up to what their seeding kind of implies. Um, and so far, I think, like, they they've been able to be, like, incredibly solid. And, you know, it's part of it is definitely kind of Trey Young living up to um, kind of how he's been playing in the playoffs and impressing. But also I think a lot of it is a lot of the role players also stepping up and doing a really good job. Um, I think, I think the Sixers will win this series, but I do think there are some question marks, I guess, just, I don't know. I, I still feel like this could have been a series in which I think uh, the Sixers could have been do- dominant and, you know, they haven't been quite that. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think there's still some questions. They marks. don't look
0: like a championship team right now. Um, they're up like 15 points at halftime, and they just... I don't know. Honestly, I really feel like they threw the game away. Um, there are so many careless turnovers. Uh, the Hawks play really good team defense, so I do want to highlight that. But, yeah, it was like, you know, Embiid was clearly not 100%. And he wasn't getting his shots, and they needed someone else to step up, and nobody did. It was kind of like, you know, you have this system where you have a bunch of shooters, and you have Embiid and Simmons, but Simmons is not a is not a you know he's got one of the weirdest skill sets in the NBA. It's been talked about to death, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Kenny,
1: I, I that's my biggest worry about them is the scoring, Um, because I think we've all come to terms that Simmons is not, he's not going to give you, I don't know. 14 points consistently um and so we're relying on, on a lot of guys like Seth Curry uh Tobias Harris who, who isn't bad um but these like are the guys that you rely on to get your buckets um but I don't know I've also seen games where and looks unstoppable um and he's matched up right now against Clint Capella who was really was a really good player this year um and I just think about like the next matchup I don't think anybody on either of those teams have anybody that can stop Embiid.
0: Yeah, I it it comes down to whether, you know, it, if he's truly healthy, if he's truly, you know, fully, you know, 100% with his conditioning. Uh, but yeah, it was very, very extremely troubling to see. Um, I guess that's why it also feels kind of fluky, at least because Joel Embiid literally hit, like, I don't think he hit one shot in the second half. It was... It was quite dire. He missed an open layup that would have won him the game. I just... I, it was quite... It, it was kind of a bizarre performance overall. But um, I will say, like, big props to Trey Young, as well as someone who I've ragged on a lot, John Collins. So, John Collins had like, three tip dunks this game. Um, he's a weird player. He doesn't match up super well, but when he, he brings a, a ton of energy, and, you know, that... He really kind of you know helped dominate that second that second unit uh, that the Sixers had, and I think the Sixers really need someone whether it's Tyrese Maxey or Milton to kind of uh, you know be be that spark. Um, but you know I I just feel like I'm saying things that we said like last year and the year before that it was like Oh well, Embiid's having big games, and isn't doing much. Who's going to be the third man? And yeah, so part of me just wonders like is the Sixers team really that much better than what we've seen? Before in the past,
1: I think um, I, I think the difference is that the roles are a little bit more defined. Um, like I know for the most part what I'm going to see from each player. Like I, I might not be getting the numbers that I'm wanted, but I know here's the score, here's the playmaker, here's our go-to person. Um, but you're right. I mean, listen, I forget what game it was, but if Shake Milton didn't go off for like 14 points in two minutes, uh, they could very much be down 3-1 right now. Um, so I'm, I'm worried, but I also think this Hawks team is better than advertised.
0: I agree. I, I just, yeah. Feel, it feels like they're kind of missing another playmaker uh, off the bench. Um, but yeah, the... The Hawks, uh, yeah, continue to surprise us, and I mean, predictions for the rest of the series, it's easy to just say, like, Sixers and Six, but I wonder, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Hawks push at the seventh. Um, I would love to see the Hawks pull off an upset. That really would be a lot of fun and really establish Trey Young as, you know, I think Trey Young did establish himself as one of the elite offensive players this year, but now he's really proving it in his, you know, big playoff uh debut, so... Um, yeah, Trey Young and DeAndre In both in the playoffs longer than Luka Doncic, who would have known. Um, Alex, any final thoughts before we wrap up this uh Hawks-Sixers discussion?
2: Yeah, I feel like the Sixers will still win the series, but, you know, honestly, if there is an upset, I don't, at this point, I don't know if I would be that that surprised. I think, you know, the Hawks have proven that they're able to come back when they're down. They've proven that they they can be resilient and kind of... Power through when they're kind of uh, going cold from threes, and so um, honestly, I think anything's possible still.
0: Anything is possible.
2: Wait, so uh, what are we calling? I um, I, I still think uh, Sixers, maybe in, maybe in. I'll say Sixers and six. In seven, I sixers. I think like the thing is like when you do watch these games like. It does feel like Sixers overall dominate for a lot of the quarters. Um, game one was just kind of like very strange, and then, yeah, this game was also very strange. But then, I, mean, I don't know, they, maybe there's more strange, strange <laughs> games.
0: Once they couldn't score in the paint, you know, it was kind of a mess for the Sixers. Yeah, You know, the same thing happened to the Hawks, but the Hawks managed to, you know, Trey Young managed to penetrate a couple times. You know, they hit some big big threes down the line, but... It really felt like the Sixers were able to get all their threes, but they weren't able to do any damage, you know, in the paint. They are um, they
2: are down a Danny Green. Yeah, and I think that's actually a that's bigger a, loss yeah, than no people
1: think. Yeah.
0: Is it though? Is Danny Green the difference <laughs> Yo, between
1: Spurs legend Danny Green, man. Don't don't be hating on the I'm Green Green. I'm just
0: ring. saying. I'm just saying the three point percentage was was not as hot this year uh
1: eric i assume you're sixers and six uh i'm gonna go sixers and seven uh i think these teams are really close and honestly I, i i would not be surprised if the hawks won but i think given that the sixers have um home court advantage i think that's that's what's gonna win now in the end
0: all right uh what a mess the east is the bucks and the nets are two and two uh if you say that out loud and it sounds like wow this must be a wild back and forth competitive series. But in reality, what, what have we witnessed throughout these four games? And what kind, of, what, kind of, what kind of positive basketball conclusions can be made out of this series, y'all?
2: I don't know. It, it, I think it's been a disastrous series. It's just bad basketball all around. Because I think if you're, if you're a Nets fan, you were kind of very encouraged initially by just like, oh, yeah, this is the Nets that we expected, uh, even against like a, a really good team we're kind of dominating, we're kind of just coasting through, all without Harden. But then you have, um, yeah, you have this awkward landing that has Kyrie out for a little bit, probably for the series, you know, maybe the season. And it is, you know, yeah, without Harden and without Kyrie, it becomes, you know, very difficult. And so um, there's a lot of challenges there. For, For the Bucks, I think, yeah, there's some deeper questions of just what's going on. I think, like, a lot of people were very optimistic when they uh, won their series against the Heat because uh, you saw, you know, a lot of ball movement or more ball movement. You saw kind of like Bud playing more minutes of of his players. You were kind of encouraged by the changes, and then um, the series very much felt like a, a regression of sorts. And I think a lot of people were kind of uh, getting deja vu from it. And uh, yeah, it's it's just been I think very frustrating. You're seeing Giannis shooting a lot of threes. Way too many threes. Um, (laughs) He's got to keep the defense
0: honest. It's it's
2: just I I think it's it's one of those frustrating things because you know the team personnel you you know the people like you you know that there are a lot of very good players and like I think I don't you know I don't want to I don't truly believe in this whole like oh you could be a good regular season team and bad playoff team I think like. How they played in the regular season does speak to the level they can play up to, and it is a shame that we're not quite seeing a lot of that here for for a variety of reasons. You know, I, I think some of it could be, you know, going back to Bud and kind of um, what he does during the playoffs, and some of it could just be like off games from Middleton again, and you know, that's that's always something that that's kind of a question mark. But um, I don't know. I, I think the expectations throughout. Uh, including by the Bucks is that it would be far more competitive, and like you can kind of just see the Bucks kind of, especially the first, you know, first two games, kind of just crumbling and kind of completely lost. Like I think game two, it was like garbage time minutes after the first quarter. That game was terrible. It was just it was a collapse, so bad. and like that's that's what you don't want to see because like you you've seen a lot of teams. Um, be 20 down and like work their way back in. And even, even if they don't win, like that is encouraging because you feel like they're, they're still trying, they're switching things up. They're, they're, you know, learning from it to come back. And um, yeah, I, I don't know if you see that here. And I don't know if it's just because they're unwilling or unable to, to kind of change. And so uh, I think even with the Hobble Nets team, if they do get through this series, there's real question marks about whether they can, they can really get through the next next uh next series whether it's the Sixers or the Hawks yeah
1: and I think the frustrating thing for me is like I feel like the Bucks during the season did what we wanted to see like they did what we wanted to see them do you know like they tried different lineups they experimented with different defenses um in the early rounds of the playoffs we saw Giannis play like a lot more minutes than normal um and I don't know what's going on, but it just feels like from the top down, like Giannis is not playing well. Middleton is not playing well. Drew Holiday is not playing well. It's kind of like, what's going on with this team? Um, But I think jumping over to the Nets for a second, um, I think this could be kind of exciting. Uh, I don't remember the last time that I saw like Kevin Durant really be forced to put like a team on his back. Um, Frankly, it's been a long time because of just the teams he's been on. And I was kind of hoping to see that this last game where Kyrie injured himself, and it was like a very winnable game. And we kind of saw the opposite, you know, like he he kind of checked out. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think this is still a winnable series for the Nets. Kevin Durant's the best player on the floor. Um,
0: well, what about Blake?
1: <laughs> it's been pretty good. You, yeah. You mean like is Blake the best player on the floor?
0: No, I mean he's he's <laughs> he's been playing some. He's, I mean, I'm just he's getting minutes, you know. He's playing he well. Is. He's playing well. Yeah,
1: I like that's this ex- Nets team. That's a lot. exciting to see. They have a lot of real role players. Joe Harris has been interestingly like not great this series, um,
2: but I don't know. Which means I mean, he's due. He's he's overdue. He's due.
1: So, yeah, so
0: Giannis might be overdue to hit some three pointers.
2: Uh, I mean, I think Giannis thinks that <laughs> <laughs> but.
1: overdue by a couple of years.
0: <laughs> oh wow, wow! We're just ragging on on an mvp
2: i think it's just frustrating because like like eric said like we have seen them play more dynamically and they're they're not doing it right now and i don't know if it's a matter of like a coach's decision i'm not sure if they're you know just fatigued and tired and they are down a starter right um that does matter um well do you think the
0: nets defense and that small lineup is giving them a lot of trouble
1: I think so, but I I don't understand why. Like Giannis should not like <laughs> Blake should right? not be able to stop Giannis. <laughs> like in no realm should that be a thing.
0: Well, I I mean, uh, he's got a lot left in the
1: tank. That's <laughs> Blake or Giannis? <laughs> Blake, Blake.
2: Maybe I think Blake does.
1: I, I think the biggest or what I'm what I've been reading a lot and hearing a lot, and I'm starting to agree with is that I think they're using Giannis wrong. Like he's meant to be our era Shaq, not the next. Like our era's LeBron, you know. Um,
0: mm.
1: But 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 Shaq was from a different
0: era, so.
1: Uh, like a uh, evolutionary Shaq, you know. But I don't. Uh, I don't think he should be like initiating yeah. offense, kicking right? the ball out, like driving kick kind of stuff.
0: So let him. Uh, let fewer touches as the lead ball handler, more touches in the paint, and.
1: Yeah, like role man, uh, battle for position. Um, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm five six, and I haven't played basketball in a year, because uh, of COVID. So I don't, I don't man. know what I'm talking about.
0: You're a perfect role man. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> no one's played basketball in a year, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think that seems interesting. I, I'm kind of open to that idea because, yeah, I think people have been people want to see Giannis play more center, right? People want to see you know more weird configurations of these lineups, but um,
1: yeah, like what, why know. is Brook Lopez still out there? Like, come on, guys. But yeah, he's a Very pretty decent.
0: Play, a pretty decent ball player, but uh, maybe.
1: I think he's a good <laughs> like rim protector. Um, this guy. Used series to... is not for him. What'd you say?
0: Maybe, maybe, maybe this series isn't isn't for him.
1: <sighs> this I matchup. just. I, at where Brook Lopez is in his career, he's like 33, however many years. I don't think he should be starting for a championship winning team when you well, have young out there. That's also fair. Blake? <laughs> I Blake wow. Griffin's like younger than you think, probably. Yeah, it's just like,
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, people talk like he's like an old man last year. How, like, yeah, um. I don't know. I, th- I think, I think a lot of, yeah, a lot, there is a lot of chatter about like whether Giannis is playing out of his position. Uh, I think that stems from this frustration where like the talent there is like very clear, like he being MVP caliber, like that, that feels like a real thing. But then like, you see what happens when he's um, yeah, put out in these situations and like they either look lost or, you know, they're, they make very kind of silly decisions or, very just unnecessary risks and um i don't know yeah it is just i think very frustrating to see and um, you see Middleton kind of always having the always taking the most difficult shots and it's just i don't think the nets defense is that good but the bucks make it seem like they are the <laughs> best and so i think there's real question marks there i mean i mean i, I, I would love to see them turn things around and you know i don't Does
0: Giannis need like a point guard or something like a, like a playmaker? Um, Is Drew not up to that? Uh, Yeah, now I'm
2: just every team needs a Chris Paul. Every
0: team needs a
1: Chris Paul. Well, except the Rockets, apparently. Yeah. Well, Uh, we'll, we'll I think, I think that's what I would like to see to a certain degree, Kenny. Um, I think Drew Holiday is a good player, but. I've always felt that if he's the second best player on your team, I don't know if you're a championship winning team.
0: Well, I still think he could be the second best player on your team. I just think you need a third guy who isn't as, I don't know. Chris Middleton seems really redundant a lot of the times, you know. Um, I feel like I'd rather have a Kyle Lowry type player on that team instead of Chris Middleton, if that makes any
2: sense. Um, does, but, does Middleton feel like a C.J. McCollum type?
0: Yeah, kind of a larger, <laughs> taller, more athletic, uh, <laughs> bigger wingspan. CG McCollum. So, yeah, sometimes because yeah, mm-hmm. he just this, he he has these moments in the playoffs where he, you know, he doesn't really look he doesn't look like star. Um, and he right. he has a lot. He has some limitations in his in his offensive, offensive game. Uh, I but think he, you know he's,
2: he's a good role player. Yeah, I think when you have these kind of all star almost all star kind of level talent. And there is this kind of overlap or redundancy at play. Their their role is really expected when their star is struggling to kind of get things going right. And like when they when they don't or when they're unable to, then like I think it really kind of crumbles. And yeah, you do kind of see that here.
1: Mm, I I vaguely disagree. Um, not that I, I think I agree that Middleton struggled and he has struggled in in playoffs past. But I the archetype of what player he is. I like next to somebody like Giannis. Somebody that like can switch on D, can hold up a little bit, but then it's like an ISO player that can just kind of ideally take over the offense if, if Giannis can't get it going. Um, I, so I like that archetype of player, but I don't know if Middleton himself is that player. Interesting.
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, the the series is only halfway through. There's still a lot of adjustments that we could still see happen, and I think I think it sounds like y'all are hoping for some big adjustments coming out of the coming out of the Bucks. Um I don't know, final any final predictions? I know there's a lot of like up in the air uncertainty with Kyrie's ankle, James Harden's groin. Um but yeah, if neither of those guys could come back, do the Bucks, you know, the Bucks just catch a break and manage to beat the Nets.
2: Yeah. I mean ultimately, you know, it's it's I think it's always a shame when when a series or a game is decided by injuries, as a, a lot of these series have been. But uh, you know, I'm not I'm not really absolutely counting the Nets out. You still have Kevin Durant. I think that that keeps you in the mix at least. So we'll see. Yeah, I um, I think
1: I'm a little less optimistic for the Nets. I I, I think you're right. Alex if Kevin Durant's there it's it's a series but um I think without Kyrie it's gonna be too tough for another two games or so all right um
0: I really feel like I don't know I hope the Bucks can get it together and look like a championship team I still really like them um I I think they'll edge out the Nets just about but um it would be really unfortunate for this Nets team to to go out like this though um, in some ways, they don't feel like a. They still don't feel like a real basketball team to me. Sometimes they just feel like a rich guy just like paid a bunch of guys to get together and like built his own team of superstars. Um, yeah, part
1: of me doesn't want the Nets to win just because. Then we get like a new champion, right? Like somebody that we've never seen make it to the big stage before, and that that's kind of
2: exciting. I mean, Harden's number one at all.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm assuming Harden. Uh, <laughs> is out for the rest you of the playoffs. You just don't want to
2: see Kevin
0: Durant just don't want Kyrie in the finals, huh? Uh
1: as somebody that lives very close to Brooklyn, um I'm not gonna Who say Who is that even a
0: Brooklyn Nets fan over there? Can you explain to me?
1: Nobody. I think yeah. I talked about this very briefly at the last one of the last podcasts, but nobody gives a fuck about the Nets. <laughs> like it's literally anti mechanics. Yeah.
0: Think we Andrew made the Yang. same joke last
2: Well, I'm sure there's some... Travis Scott. ...cool Nets fans out there. Yeah. yeah. And with that... <laughs> <laughs> um, the other
0: series that I... I uh, Happened so fast. Um, from one former MVP to the current MVP. Um, the, the Nuggets are done. Uh, an absolute yep. collapse. Uh, I... <sighs> Just, uh, I, is it a collapse though? Like I mean, with the flagrant foul, that was pretty bad. Oh uh, yeah, 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 that was kind of a collapse. Um, but yeah, you know, unceremoniously, but also like, you know, the Suns did just beat the defending champions, even though they were kind of unhealthy. But you know, this this uh, this Suns team is for real. The Nuggets, but I'm sure folks were not expecting the Nuggets to lose in this manner.
1: Um I kinda was.
0: Damn. You're uh, like, always out look, on
1: I love this Nuggets team. It's just they didn't have their second best player. Um and they okay. didn't have their third best player for like half the series, right?
0: Uh well what about Michael Porter Jr.
2: Um He's just okay, not that's there fair. yet. Michael Porter Jr. is just not there yet. I yeah. think his, his Talent is obviously there, but I I think it just takes a bit more time. Which which, you know, isn't isn't really a problem. It's just like, yeah, to have to like step up and try to be like a number two and you know, he, he did show flashes of that for, for a few games. Um, but it's just hard to like consistently do that and like He also um, was
1: struggling with his back too, right.
2: Yeah. And like, you know, a lot of the role players still actually like stepped up during during these games and um Composo has has been playing, you know, great in his role, and like um, when Will Barton came back, you know, he was he was doing uh, pretty well during his minutes too. But like honestly, it's just like this Suns team is actually just very very good to be honest. Um, All right, <clears> if anything, I think it. this really this really just uh, does not look great for the Blazers. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. That is so that's true. actually <laughs> my only conclusion as <laughs> I watched what happened. Losers. <laughs> well, because, like, to be honest, it's like, I mean, you know, Jokic still played incredibly, honestly, for, for most of the four games. Um, but I think the Suns did a really good job of just kind of uh, cutting through kind of their weaknesses and kind of just like, yeah, when you start Austin Rivers, there's limitations to how far you can go. Um, and, yeah, I think, like, they were able to frustrate Jokic a lot. Um Freshman early and, and constantly, and, you know, Aiden's been incredible, and Booker's been great, and obviously, you know, Chris Paul really just being able to, whenever the Nuggets were going on a streak, and, you know, the Nuggets always, like, are able to fight back, honestly, almost every game, uh, at least once or twice throughout. That's that's what I love um, about them. They're, they're yeah, never yeah. out of it. Yeah, they're never quite out of it, and I think that often – Catches teams off guard, you know, like last year, constantly. Um, but but you just put Chris Paul back in, and then he just knocks down, like, three ranges in a row, and then, you know, it, it's back to Suns dominating. And Talk so,
0: about star yeah. load management. It, it just feels like Chris Paul, mm-hmm. in the last series, in this series, it was like, he, you know he's not 100%. You know he can't play the whole game, but he'll just, like, come in, Hit a couple of elbow jumpers, go back onto the bench.
1: He does um, just enough. Yeah. He's picking his spots. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to let the team because he's got a good team around him, I'm gonna let them do the first three quarters, and then this last quarter is just elbow jumpers to death. It's it's amazing, honestly. It's it's so fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think like me and Alex liked the Suns. We thought the Suns could beat the Lakers, but I I don't know now they have to be favored to basically win it all um I th- I think but um
1: yeah no I I don't think that's a crazy statement I mean it feels like there's only two teams playing well and that's mm. the Jazz and the Suns maybe the Hawks but I feel like the Suns and the Jazz are like playing well everybody's like playing everybody else is like playing okay or bad
2: are they are there Who jazz did, playing well? The jazz. I feel we like can f- we can talk about that. Yeah. Series. Well, let's
0: yeah. well let's get into that. I guess <laughs> if there's no more Suns, Suns talk. To be I'm had. excited.
2: I'm excited for the Suns. I think Me they too. can go all the way. Yeah. I, I was definitely there were some doubts, kind of similar to the Hawks doubts, just in terms of like, are they really proven? Like, can this really last? And can like, can
0: Frank Kaminsky be an NBA champion?
2: <laughs>
0: Is that and truly where we're be. headed?
2: That's where there. Was, that's where I was going towards. Yeah, so we'll I see. mean, they're
1: they're like a. In my eyes, they're like a full team that has a deep bench and can play different styles. Um, so yeah, I I think they're a really good team. Um,
0: yeah. Do they have three stars on this team?
1: I don't think Aiton is quite there yet. I think he's excelled at the role he's been in Um, and probably the X factor in a lot of the the past two series, but I don't know if he's a star yet.
2: Interesting. I don't know. What do you guys think? He's kind of like what I felt about Bam last year. Right.
0: He's he's like a high-level role player who's truly elevated his game in the playoffs, I guess.
2: Yeah, I I think there's still a lot of potential, though. But I I don't know if it's quite – there yeah
0: his hands are so good he runs up and down on the floor so well uh um, yeah it's just a joy to watch him play and his
2: energy he, is great for for the team too yeah yeah <clears throat> so, yeah i mean he's
0: young patrick ewing out there
1: i like uh david robinson personally um, okay <laughs> The Admiral. <laughs> but uh no i mean i without him the suns would not have won the past two series right like he went against Davis they won he went against the MVP Jokic and they won um yeah so he's been hands down the most important but wait well, like he's not they're not relying on him to to post up and, and you know score like 20 something points a game
0: i just so. think he moves the ball so well for a center
1: that's like, that's true that's very true that,
0: that super impresses me um and i guess he has another elite center to possibly face up against in the uh, Zubac, so um, <laughs> uh, we'll jump we'll, ju- we'll jump to the next what series. A good yeah, just the transition. I thought you Jazz. meant Marcus
1: Morris, small ball. Center.
0: Small ball, Mar- Jazz, Jazz Clippers. What's going on here? Jazz, you know, came out ahead. I think when me and Alex touched base last time, we thought the Clippers had the edge, but it seems like the Jazz are who who they actually are. They, the Jazz are actually an elite team. And we should not feel great for doubting them.
1: The most surprising thing for me is they're doing all this without Mike Conley, um, who's right. like their veteran point guard leader. Um, he's like was never Chris like, Paul. Huh?
0: He's like the Chris Paul of the Jazz. He's,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Donovan Mitchell is, I was never a huge fan, but I guess he's better than I thought or gave him credit for.
0: What about last year?
2: You were know, a big fan last year. I'm just. When him and Murray were, were squaring much. off, Eric didn't like Murray either. Yeah, the lot but of hey, doubts.
1: I remember at one point this season, Alex said, "You were right, Eric."
2: But then, but then we were wrong again. Murray was. <laughs> but then we, was we were wrong again. again. <laughs>
1: I just, I don't know. Like, I get it. Donovan Mitchell's got a seven-three wingspan. The dude's like six-one, and like, I don't know. Wow. Anymore. Jackson wow. shots I'm i a, didn't i didn't
0: think of you the person to rag on someone for their height
1: <laughs> i'm just realistic
0: <laughs> I, I i just feel like you can't I, I, how can you, you still underestimate donovan mitchell at this point
1: so you think so you guys think that donovan mitchell is a superstar or yes is a, a superstar like build well, your program Your. Well, i don't your know if
2: he's a, i don't know if he's a superstar and, yeah. I think he he's the most important player on the Jazz and like they're the number 1 seed for a reason. So he's a superstar.
1: <laughs> is he the most important player or is Rudy Gobert the most important player?
0: Is this conversation productive? Is this actually getting to I... who's who's going to win this series? <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> I think I think the Clippers are going to win this series. Um because Clippers down Clippers down two. Clippers down zero two is the most dangerous team. And
1: more dangerous than the Nuggets down three
2: one? They're they're they have a similar energy. <laughs> and yeah, it's you can kind of see it. Like they're you know, I think like Kawhi really takes over and um I don't know. Uh they play Zubatch less, they put man in, they put like the good <laughs> rotations in. I don't know why why they always wait two games to do it's this. It's the Ty Lu adjustments. He's got to make it. But why why does he wait so long? No, I'm with you. To start Patum like I'm with this you. is clearly the the I mean maybe there is like not I don't know. But I feel like Kawhi
1: only goes off when it's like there's no other option. You like when it's yes necessary. It. Yeah. It could
2: be. Yeah. Um but I don't know. Same thing as I said last series. I think this Clippers team is actually just very good overall i think there's obviously like questions about certain configurations i think like the rotations have been exciting to see because the adjustments allow for them to kind of come back but i do think like the downside is sometimes you do see them do a lot of more isos or less ball movement because i think that's kind of what happens when you kind of on the fly keep doing different configurations but I think overall it is for a positive i think the jazz have a very good team but i think with conley out that really hurts their bench because then you really have like the bench unit is really just clarkson which sometimes is enough (laughs) because clarkson's great but then i don't i don't know about everyone else and so that's that's where I would kind of worry. And, like, when Gobert doesn't have a great game, like he didn't have last game, um, I don't know. You kind of do start to see the cracks in which, like, uh, yeah, Mitchell has a tendency to love those long threes. And uh, that could really kill momentum sometimes. Um, and, yeah, when you just – I don't know. I think without Conley, it is tough. And I think, like, people – I don't know. People are kind of underrating this Clippers team. I actually, I I really like them. I think like Paul George has been pretty decent throughout. He's been, he's had some games where, you know, just not as great. But I think like the thing is you consistently see Kawhi and George getting a solid like 20 points each. And then that I think really, really helps a lot. It really kind of evens it out. And then everybody else in the supporting cast kind of supports that. And I don't know. You have Morris in the corner, get those threes. You have Jackson playing pretty well, Reggie Jackson playing pretty well. Yo,
1: shouts out you Reggie put in Jackson. A few,
2: what'd you say? Reggie Jackson has been, I said shouts out
1: Reggie Jackson, because that guy was like a chucker, and people hated him for most of his career. Mm. But he's a solid player, <laughs> like solid playoff basketball player.
2: Yeah, yeah. But and that's I, th- right, keep going. I think that's, that's what you really see from the Clippers, though you see a lot of players playing like very solid minutes. And I think that's, I don't know, that's something to be impressive about where like when you put in Batum for, for, for 20, 30 minutes, you put in, you know, man for 15 minutes, you get solid minutes out of them. And um, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of good to see. It's kind of exciting to see. Um, obviously like it, you know, you, you, you start down to, it, it's always going to be a uphill battle somewhat. Um, and this jazz team is much better than um the Mavericks and so uh I don't think it'll be an easy series but I I think it's still very much winnable for the Clippers
1: no I don't think that's crazy at all Alex and I think the biggest thing is just the Clippers have probably the two best wing players right on in the league now Uh, uh maybe like Durant obviously and and Harden depending on if they're playing but they have the two best wing players in the league and uh Obviously in the past decade that that means something. So I don't think that's crazy to say at all.
0: Yeah, I just I I just also really up think...
2: twenty right now. Oh. Live update. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I immediately changed my prediction too. Um, no, I you know, I just like the way that the jazz play and I think there's like something to be said for uh it's really unfortunate that Conley went down, but uh, You're a big
1: fan of Rudy Gobert's pick and roll game?
0: Uh, you know, it's fun to watch, you know, Gobert flinging around with his, you know, wingspan and, you know, tippy-toe dunks and and whatnot, but, uh, I don't know, I I just really enjoyed watching Donovan Mitchell play, so, Yeah. yeah, I, you know, I, I don't really have a prediction here, I think, you know, I think Alex has convinced me that the Clippers are probably gonna, uh, take this, take this one by a slim margin because of the way that, uh they have versatile uh lineups and they have different players who are actually stepping up and reggie jackson is no longer terrible so it um yeah i don't know i'm i i'm I'm still a coin flip because I, i i do want to see like this jazz team play against the suns in the conference finals i feel like that could really be a lot of fun um, but you know the Clippers could just march march their way all the way to the finals as well. We've seen we've seen Kawhi do that with a team before.
2: Yeah. And I, I you know I, I think it's very unfortunate that that Conley is out. And I I don't he might be back next game. I I don't know how much longer. I think there there hasn't been a solid timetable. Um but I do think like if Conley was was playing, it would be much more even, maybe even tipping towards uh, in favor of the jazz. Um, and I don't know, just throughout I think it's very frustrating that so many of these games and series kind of just depend on health, right? Like yeah, we, we always say it's like, oh, this is just part of the game, but it's it's really like, oh, how's you know, Chris Paul's shoulder and like how's yeah, the Ron? You gotta start giving
0: some like, awards to these doctors. Kawhi doing all right trainers. and like Yeah
2: <laughs> it's I don't know, it's just like that becomes the primary factor for so many games and so many series that you you do start to begin to kinda I don't know. It's the playoffs. It's I guess so but then it's, it's like a, it's
1: also just been a weird year.
2: Um, yeah. I mean you have you have all the all the teams that got to the finals last year already out. And uh, a large you know a large part of that is because of injuries and you know sure the injuries might not directly be because of the short turnaround but you know we we do know that shorter turnaround and kind of pack schedule does just increase the risk it could just make a minor injury into something like larger it could make a nagging issue into something that gets you out of a few games and so uh I don't know I, th- I think it's been rough and then yeah, I think it's, a, it's just, as a viewer, it's a little frustrating where it's like, oh, as long as everyone's healthy, this team will win. But then, you know, we never know because, you know, I, I feel like every team has, like, one or two starters or major players injured or kind of hobbling through this. But, yeah.
0: it's a lot of luck involved in the league. And I guess with that, your prediction... Of the remainder teams, who will be the NBA champion this year? I go to Eric first because he lost his Lakers prediction. <laughs> oh man! Can I Sixers? still pick the Lakers? Can I still pick the Lakers? <laughs>
1: um, I'm going to go with the Clippers.
0: Ooh. Okay, Alex.
2: Yeah. I mean, before I said the nuts, <clears throat> I think if they, yeah, remain injured, it it's it'll be, it'll be very tough. Uh-huh. So I want to I want to go with the Clippers too. I mean, I had Ow. I had I had the Clippers coming out of the West. Well, I had the Blazers, and then I had the Clippers coming out of the West. <laughs> but like I feel like because have, you picked the Blazers, <laughs> <laughs> Your picks for the next three years are wrong. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they carry forward.
2: But the, but watching the Clippers, there has been some doubts because like they do start zero and two against both these teams, and so you know now it it is going to be an uphill. Like they're going to have to win you know the next four out of five games against against the Jazz or uh, however many, and then uh, I don't know. But I, I I still kind of hold true to what I said initially, where I feel like um. Kawhi, as long as he's healthy, uh, might be the best player playing right now. Him and maybe KD, I guess. Um, and I, I think that matters. And then, you know, George really backs him. Uh, Paul George really backs him up. And so I think that's important. Um,
1: yeah, and Alex, that's that's my thinking too. I, I'm already assuming that Kyrie's out for the rest of the series. Um, if he's not, that's a different story. But I basically picked who is the best player? I think it's Kawhi and I think that's the best team.
0: Uh, well, I think the best player is Chris Paul and Cameron nice. Payne, the dynamic Phoenix Suns backcourt of <laughs> <laughs> I would I, love to
2: see it. Yeah.
0: I've, I kinda, I kind of I kind of feel like the Suns
1: That would be my favorite story line. The Chris Suns have the
0: right sister, personnel to do it. I think they have the right personnel to do it. They've got they've got you know, a great center, and luckily there aren't. You know, if if the chips fall right, they don't have to face against a dominant offensive center, um, and maybe like I think the issue is like Aiden doesn't really have a proper backup, um, so that's kind of been a problem. But uh, I was just like, man, PJ Tucker should really be on this team. But it's yeah, less I don't have a
1: problem with the rest of these teams, except for like uh, Philly. You know, if if that happens. Right, but like these other teams, it's not that big of a deal, right?
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. And I think like they've got a lot of swing, you know, guys around 6'9", 6'10", Cam Johnson, McCall Bridges. They've got a lot of big defenders to throw Rather. against guys like the Clippers. Um, you know, and I think like Devin Booker still to me looks sometimes a little unstable, but he's also had some really great performances. And you know, I, I think if they if the percentages play out right, this is a very also a very strong three point shooting team. Um, so I wanna I wanna bring that up as well. So yeah, I don't know. This I do like the Suns. I feel like they're well rounded, and they have a guy who can get buckets for the team down the stretch, and they have a superstar. Um, I don't know. I feel like they could really give the the Clippers a ton of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really feel like Aiton will be the key man. You know, can Aton stay on the floor against these small ball lineups that the Clippers have been throwing out? Can Aiden, you know, take advantage of, of the scoring and, you know, really create some, you know, be a playmaker at the center position? So you know, I I'm excited for for that series, but I also think you know, it could the they could end up playing the jazz as well. I think they match mm-hmm. up pretty well against the jazz. Um, you've got the veteran point guards and Mike Conley versus Chris Paul it could be a ton of fun. Um right. Yeah, you know, I I'm I, I think I'll go with the Suns, especially since the Bucks have been so disappointing lately. Um, they were my other kind of favorite to 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 win it all, but yeah. um, if they don't get it together, you know they they're going to come out of the East as one probably one of the weaker teams. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'll go. I'll go Suns. Everybody go put their bets now.
1: Drop their hundred yeah, I mean, dollars I... on it.
2: I do want to say, like, I don't, like, the Clippers do not feel like clear favorites to me. And, like, I feel like the closest thing to clear favorites b- before the playoff start were the Nets. And now, unfortunately, due to injuries, I don't I don't think that's the case anymore. So I, I do actually think there are a few teams that wouldn't totally surprise me if they went all the way and won it all. Whether, yeah, it might be the, the Jazz or the Suns think- or... Even I think the it's Bucks fair to say Sixers. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think it's fair to say every team has a chance to win. So um,
2: I guess my question is, what would, what would the team least likely to win at all? Would it just be the Hawks? The Hawks, or maybe the Nets? I guess the Hawks and the with, Nets are with, probably a
1: lower tier. What
0: lower
2: about tier af, after after that? So then? only
1: the Nets because they're injured, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, of yeah. I think if okay. even Kyrie's back. If Kyrie's um, back, I think we saw, the we saw what that team does. Yeah, I think they're and almost I'm, the favorites. <laughs> I think, yeah. They really just slice through everyone. And, and I'm still kind of, yeah, like you said much earlier, Eric, I'm, I'm still kind of excited to see what, uh, I, I think it's hard to judge, uh, you know, KD right when, like, Kyrie got injured and, you know, you, you, you're not expecting it. And momentum's kind of lost there. I, I, I am kind of excited to see what they game plan and, and kind of uh, do planning around that. Uh, and I think they could be pretty decent. But, I, yeah, I don't think they're favorites or anything like that. The Sixers looked like
0: a Tier 2 team tonight, but maybe they look <laughs> like a Tier 1 again soon.
2: But I think it was only tonight. That's yeah. the thing. No, I feel like I'll, the things I'll we, we were it. encouraged I'll by with the Kenny. Sixers are still true. Well,
0: Eric agrees,
1: though. Uh, I just, but I don't, they're frustrating to watch. The
2: they teams. are frustrating to watch, but I, I'm reminded of that one game that the Wizards stole from the Sixers. I was like, yeah, maybe the Sixers are garbage. <laughs> and then the next <laughs> game. I was like, oh, just kidding. So every team has b- bad games. Yeah, every so I, every remember team. Remember when we have thought the games. the Suns were basically out? Remember the oh, when the Lakers? God, I, were I mean, I
0: had doubts. On I had <laughs> doubts, but I didn't I did not trade away my Suns jersey, you know. I had my doubts. Yeah. But uh it, for the
1: most part though, everybody was like, yeah, this is a Lakers win and it's like here we are now. They they might yeah. be one of the favorites. So.
0: I mean, they they were the number like they were top seed, two seed, right? Yeah, right. number two.
2: Yeah, seed, two seed. You know? yeah so. it's, it's odd how we yeah a lot of these series we were like oh you know it's surprising to see the results but it's actually fairly consistent to the seating for the most part. Um, I still
1: maintain that if Davis didn't get hurt, it'd be LeBron oh, yeah. right now. All yeah. right, all
2: right. I, that's,
0: that was weeks ago <laughs> in NBA time. It's m- months ago <laughs> in NBA time no, It's,
2: it's the last thing I'll, I'll say is I would love to see kind of the Bucks adjust accordingly, and 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 really kind of dominate because I I think it's possible, and you know it took the Clippers you know a whole off season to really figure things out but uh and the I think the Bucks were supposed to also be doing that and we thought they did that but I don't think it's too late room. yet I don't know we'll we'll see I think it. They have the personnel for it, I think, to win it all.
0: I still like, yeah. I mean, I don't hate the Bucks. It's just, I don't know. How could you hate the Suns? You know, how How could you hate Giannis? I mean, I love Giannis. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, we'll be back next week with more recaps, more predictions. Um, We'll see what happens to this uh, Nets. Buck series and if the Jazz will
2: actually beat the Clippers
0: or if they're an unstoppable force like uh, Alex and Eric.
2: Jazz are down thirty now. Oh
0: boy! Well, there's still time. (laughs) Still time, y'all. All All right. Uh, Turnover on three. Let's
1: do it. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: One, three, two, two, one. (laughs) Turnover. Turnover.
1: This is a
0: disaster of a podcast.
2: We like the bucks.